Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey, and here's your host, David Hackett. I have on another journey, and today we are joining a spirit-based ingenious healer. And for 30 years, she has supported nearly 2,000 clients to live in inner peace in spite of her circumstances. After her self-healing, she has shown a medicine bad from previous lifetimes. Through her self-healing experiences and together with her case, she's recognized that her purpose is to assist others to break free from the code of human conditioning, just like she did. Clients have told her that one session with her is like months of traditional therapy. So today, we welcome to the journey, Radhavi. Thank you, David, for, Thank for you. really having me here. And it's my, it's my deepest desire to be of service to no those much. who are ready and open. So that's why I'm glad I'm, that I'm that's here. That's good. And already we can see that you share the love because your background, if you're listening, mm-hmm. her background is love art, love art galore. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's that's right because it's it, it's an, an energy and it vibrates exactly what my heart is expressing. That is good. So, as I always like to say, and it's always a joke when I say this. Where is your earliest memory? Where does your journey begin? And this is where the joke is. Yes, you was born. That's where your journey began. <laughs> but what's your okay. early, what's your earliest memory? Okay, I, I want to tell you. You know, I follow. I'm more of a, a person who who opens my to consciousness of the awakening, not the awakening. So I was listening some years ago to to one of the teachers I was listening to at the time who was an awakened teacher. So I was in in this expansive state of consciousness. And immediately my soul went back to the memory of when my non-physical form, my soul, entered the physical body of the fetus. And I want to say that it was a very shocking and emotional moment of memory because that part of my non-physical form was entering a physicalness and I felt trapped. And I only am that is a question you asked me, and that's what I'm going to answer because the reason I said that is I feel that more there are many more people who have experienced the fear of being confined in a form when they have less to formless soul. And I'm bringing that up because it may, it may trigger, trigger something in, 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 in the soul's blueprint and say maybe this is why they're feeling some things about being in the world or being trapped or something. So I just let that go. That was my first memory but the first conscious memory that was more from the ethers 
is um, two years old, being mm. abused by my mother because the, the nurse made lied about me at two years old. But before that, my mother had a very difficult birth with me and because I was um, not in the natural state. And, and I, I was blamed for that. I was blamed because her fear was expressing, her fear was expressing itself to me that because of me, she almost died because we could have. So going back to that, it was the imprint that I held in me that made me feel separate, separate from my mother. Something is wrong with me why I've come to hurt her. Because there are many other words that went on with that. So what happened is I withdrew and went inside. And um, I didn't realize it, but I'm a highly sensitive person. And so I went very deep, which was a good thing. That was a good thing because I stepped out of the normal realm of where everyone else in the family was because we had nine children in the family. And I sat back and thought, why am I here? Why? What is life about? And that was a very deep thing that took me on this journey to discover what life is about. And, and another very touching moment that is like the light that is the spark of, of, of truth and light in the tapestry of my life is that at four years old, I went to Sunday school and heard about God. That well, you know, I, 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 you, you can see, I just light up with that. I wanted to know there was something special that I didn't know it was existed. My memory didn't have it, and so I understood. God is this being that is so great and is in heaven, and I want to know where that is. So there was something outside of my own. Uh, wounding, because there was a wound in here, and I didn't know how to how to get it out because I didn't have the language, and there was nobody to talk with because I didn't have the language to say this is what's going on with me. So I just yearned to find that God in heaven. Where is heaven? I I want to know where heaven is, and to bridge that. I, I continued my life in searching, searching for something more precious than what I was feeling. And, and I got to the place where I discovered where God is. And God, it, yes, is in heaven. I mean, if we look at the heaven within us, you know, some people may think, oh, that's woo-woo, oh, that's crazy. When I say heaven within us, it's the love. And when we feel that love, that brings us into that inner peace, there is nothing outside there that is anything else more than express that divinity in us. Mm. And what we mm. feel inside, by the way, is what we see outside. 
So if, if we're feeling unhappy, we're going to find the unhappiness outside. We're going to find the craziness that's going on in the planet. We're going to see all of the organizing and all the painful things that humanity is going through. And I'm not denouncing that in any way, but I can look at that from love and compassion. I can't change it. The only way I can change it is to change the way in which I see it. And it's through that love and compassion. There's nowhere else for us to go. Yeah. You know, and so that's where my <laughs> my wounding, you know, going through my self-healing and recognize that after going through my self-healing, I recognized that I understood deeply the human condition. It wasn't a classroom. It wasn't language. It was the feeling and the emotions of the despair that we go through, uh, through the conditioning of past lives of our ancestors and our ancestors and how my mother treated me and how her, where she's coming from and what she's bringing into her live stream and so i can look back now and, and have gratitude and that's where i am i have gratitude for those moments of despair and wounding because it's through that i got to this place after self-healing you've got to feel the pain you've got to release it otherwise it traps you and to realize that Maybe I, my soul, had arranged to have that because of what my soul is here to do on this planet. And mm -hmm. I know now that my soul is here to help human beings who have been caught into the conditioning and believe that that's what, who they are, to know that Go across that bridge, because that's what I saw about. Go across that bridge of pain and despair. Move into another place where you abide more closely with your soul. And that's when I had no one telling me this is a great experience, and I know it's for everyone. My soul handed me the, the treasures that my soul had carried from other lifetimes. And I, although I was intuitive before, I was a lot more intuitive and visions and I am able to hear things and so on in my, in my own way. So all of, all of those accumulation from the past, it wasn't about the identification to say, oh, this is what I do. It was part of my medicine bag because I have such a, deep passion to serve people. I know where I am today and where I was before. And I know that everyone can get it. I know everyone can do that. It doesn't matter how, how much despair one has. Hmm. And I just, it's, it's, it's the passion of life for me is to hold the hands of people and support them into saying, here is someone who is here for you with love and not with you shouldn't have or why did you? Hmm. No. Because that's a condition. 
Yeah, I understand that. It's just like, you know, you talk about when you was hurt as a child, you know, those scars stay with you, you know, until you address those issues because not everyone can handle addressing it in such a way. And like you said, about conditioning yourself to understand that. And personally, I know from my experience, I'm not condoning anything that has been wrong or right, but it took time. And I believe that it does take time. You can't just rush things. No. You know, and I say that many, many times because I know I just feel that's a fact or truth to it. It's only through our personal experiences that we have gained a deep understanding and the wisdom. You know, we learn in in a university and we get degrees, but we are learning from the minds of other people. We all have come in here with a consciousness and a, and our own personal wisdom. Or when we open our divine heart. There comes um, things and wisdom that are coming through us because, um, you know, David, I'm sure many times you may say things and you don't know what you're going to say, but it's coming from the depth of consciousness within you. Mm. And it happens with me all the time because I'm totally open. So the next step from this is that on my own soul's journey and my soul's agreement, which I didn't know, you know, we live, I live in a mystery and the mystery, we all live in a mystery and the mystery continues to unveil itself for us to see, as you said, it takes time. And that is what it is. It takes time. And as we're moving towards our deep sacred path, the mystery slowly unfolds. So the next unfoldment that occurred for me after working with healing the woundedness of a child for so many years with great, great success, the next step for me was the vision of a little child that gave me the messages and they yearned for me to put it in a book so humanity could hear. These messages are not about something there. These messages are directly linked to the essence of our soul. And they taught me all of that. The essence of our soul is the divine spark. It's a spark in every one of us that that comes from the one flame of God. And I use the word God openly. One wants to say divine uh, source, whatever word that is more meaningful, Allah, Buddha, to one. But we are all a divine spark of the one. There's only one. And that's another reason why my essence has such a passion to to hold people's hands and to come, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you a place within you 
that fear has held you away from. Let's break through that veil and that, you know, and unveil who you really are. And a lot of people need to know that there's someone there who sees them. Because as children, we were never really seen. No. Because we were... We, we, were, we are already divine sparks, not anything to pray to God for. The thing is to pray to pray to release that, get into your heart and and allow the spark that you have always been to expose itself. So we are already that divine and and it's um, and I really want people to know that. It's not that I said it. It's a truth. Yeah. And I like that approach because, you know, you get, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not condoning anyone, but you do get people who condescend you and degrade you. And I feel like that isn't the real true spirit in person because if you degrade someone, if you're a narcissist, you know, that isn't you. That's Something that's not pure. Absolutely. And 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 the thing is, for us to get to that place within ourselves where we live from love, we say, okay, we accept that. We are now feeling that love and compassion. We can easily, more easily see someone when they are acting like that because that's coming from the conditioned self, from the self-rejection. A lot of people are carrying self-rejection. Why is that? Just consider the words that were said to you in early childhood. We just pause and said, remember some things that were said to you in your early childhood that made you feel not good enough or unworthy. Consider how that has compounded and make you feel and the things that you're carrying as an adult. And as an adult, most of us tend to put veils on, masks on. So we have a mask for when we go to work. We have a mask when we meet friends. We have a mask when we go home and... <laughs> And we haven't discovered who we are yet. We're just living in that world and what we're yearning for. Every one of us is yearning to live from that place of inner peace. Yeah, and you describe it well, because I've always described myself, you know, as wearing masks, you know. It's just, oh. you know, I always say I wear a mask for this and I wear a mask for that <laughs> because I don't want people to know I'm not, not saying I want everyone to know, but I don't want everyone knowing everything about me. I want to protect myself. So I wear that mask to protect myself. I know, David. I understand it so well. You know, I have to tell you, I never talked about all my wounds. So when I had my website up, my last website, and my husband said, Rodovi, you need to put your story. I said, Douglas, but I don't feel it anymore. I mean, it's not important anymore. I, I, you know, why do I 
put it up like I'm relating to it. He said, but Radhavi, that's what people need to hear. Okay. And I brought that up and I said, okay. Because I, I had so much to hide, David, like you're saying. I don't have anything to hide anymore. And the beauty about it, when we stop hiding, here the love comes through. It's such a beautiful moment. Mm. Here comes the love. Excuse me. That shines through the dark. Shines through the dark of any doubts or fear. And and people want to know that they feel safe in this world. People want to know that that there's a place of safety. And when they see someone else let genuinely feel that touch, you know, it can give people a sense of hope. Yeah. And yeah. I I really feel that because when I started and I like I said, I'm still learning myself. I'm forty this year, but I'm still learning in my own inner self and I see glimpses of light enlightening me and I feel privileged to feel that enlightenment because it lifts me, it builds me up to be positive, it builds me up to learn from past mistakes, it makes me think, yeah, what happened happened, but yes, I can't change it, but the enlightenment helps me get over it and helps me grow from that mistake yeah, or whatever's happened so you 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 are now in that place where you are um um nurturing you are now in that place where you are nurturing and understanding um the wounds that you are carrying and because you see that you are changing and you've you, you you hold that other place in a sense of presence, uniting them both. And, it, and I think that's very beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. So, so it's talking about human conditioning, and like you probably agree, everyone has different human conditions. You know, not everyone is the same because you could talk to me, you could talk to someone down the street, and you can see... Differences, yes, there are similarities, but there's differences because that person is different than me. And I like that because if we was all the same, yeah, it'd be very confusing. The mindset would be very difficult to understand. But because of the condition of how the human is, the human is unique in their own self. So you're unique, I'm unique. That's how I look at it. And, you know, David, about that, there's a great wisdom for that if we look deeply. We learn from our differences. Because, for instance, let's say, you know, we all are carrying a certain type of opinion about ourselves. You know, I'm not good enough, for instance. Let's say I'm not good enough. One put on, puts on a persona that doesn't show it. Another one is still carrying the same thing, but they're acting out in a whole different, like a narcissistic person. When we start to judge the other, you're such a whatever word we want to say, 
we have that moment, if we are on a sacred journey, to stop and say, wait a minute. This feeling that I'm having about that person, I need to stop and look. What are they covering up? What is it behind them that they're feeling a sense of lack? Hmm. And And then we have that moment to say, wait a minute. Is that lack in me that's judging that? Mm. You know, it's it's it to me that is what I call conscious living. But sometimes we need someone to help us to get the rough ends off to be able to get to that place where we can understand it from that level of frequency. And you know, going back to the the messages that I got from the divine spark. That we all are, you're a divine spot. I want to remind the listeners that um, the children, we, when we're innocent, before language and before heavily conditioned, we came in as a wisdom keeper. What, what do I mean by that? That child in us is the wisdom keeper. That's why we really need to go into working through our inner child stuff. To unveil them. The wisdom keeper carried more of the essence of our being, the divine spark. They're living more like the divine spark. So that divine spark is covered over by the, the conditioning and the persona and where we have driven into becoming like everybody else or we are treated like we need to be this person and that person when our soul yearns for something else. Mm. So moving forward to the future, how do you see people understanding their own inner self? Well, through the experiences I've had with, for so many years, helping people, my soul rejoices to know that people are ready and open to go to that realm because I can tell everybody the truth of what I'm saying. And they may say, that makes a lot of sense, but you have to take the action. And? The action. And I know that many people, especially now, in the last three years, and we don't have to say what the last three years were, it had good things and bad things, but it had made us wake up more to see that something is wrong on this planet. Mm. Something is wrong, and we begin to open our consciousness to say, why is this happening everywhere? There is nowhere on this planet that any of us can go and not talk about that very one thing, and they know about it. And so it, it was, in a way, a driving force to say, am I being subjected to something here? That I have a choice to be something else. And that deep yearning can be a very good thing to say, okay, I need to know more. I'm looking for more. I'm looking to see why. What is going on? What is going on? And so I have a lot of hope for humanity. I do. I just... 
And that book that's coming out soon, we have a lot to show us the journey of where we as human conditioning have gone. And it has a lot of, of little practice to discover who we really are. Mm. And to really read through from that place of feeling to know that we're not that addicted person. It's it's the reason there's a reason why we became addicted. Now we have to look at the reason why. You know, we go to the physicians because we're having a, a, a diagnostic problem. But the question is, was there something energetically that happened that clogged within our being that blocked the flow of this consciousness, this energy that had caused that diagnosis? Hmm. We don't know that. We have to look from the mind, the body, we must never forget the spirit because yeah. that's a primary place in where we come to, to live from that place of inner peace. Mm. So when is your book coming out? Oh, the book is coming out somewhere in the um, early, early year. Like maybe before, right now, I'm when I'm finished here, I'm going to get on, on, on the book and my, and um, to complete that, and then I'm looking for the right person to pass the book over to. So I've been interviewing a few people to get the feeling for who is the right one to to publish the book. Mm. So that's where I am. So if you know anyone, David, have you heard yeah. of anyone? You I'll let, let me... you know. Yeah. But, but if anyone wants to get in contact with you, how is the best way to get hold of you? Oh, the easiest way is my name, Radhavi. I don't know if they're seeing my name now. It's R-A-D-A-V-I-E dot net. It's really simple. And I want to tell your listeners, I offer 20-minute complimentary guidance. Get into my website. You'll see it and take it. You know, I'll be happy, so happy to talk with you and and help you to perhaps see another way, you know. And some of my clients have told me that their healings began from that 20-minute guidance because I don't hold anything back that I know. I speak what I know. And it's not held back because this is a complimentary guidance. Hmm. It's not at all, yeah. Finally, what would you want to say to people to inspire them, to make them feel positive for the coming years? I want you to really remember that all the unpleasant feelings and the doubts that you're having is not who you are. Because you, the divine spark, has nothing but love. Remember, you are not that. You are love itself. So every time something comes up, you take a breath, pause, and say, okay, this is just a conditioning. And I'm not that. It's simple. It's really simple. And breathe. And just get to your heart space. Run 
15 inches down into your heart, into your chest. And go to your heart and said, okay, I have forgotten that I am God's child. I've forgotten. So that's really simple, easy, and to remember gratitude. Every morning I wake up, I feel gratitude for another day for expressing the divine. And I go to bed and I'm grateful. I say, okay, what am I grateful for today that happened? And you would be surprised the little things that you find. You know, somebody smiled at you or somebody said something nice to you. Or nature, the beauty of nature. Can't get anything better than that. Father so, that is a pleasure to hear your journey. And thank you for sharing it with us today. I'm so happy to do that, and it's my service. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.